can truly, surely, woo a sigh of relief that 2022 is in the rear view mirror. There was the untimely death of my father and my gangster sister's health crisis and all of us getting COVID and we didn't die. I am here as a testimony to the survival and thriving. No excuses and no patience for pity parties. I'm gonna be talking about how to glow up as a podcaster or not. Good black news and words of encouragement and shade if you stupid. What I'm reading, the Dallas Cowboys and other things, football and sports, pop culture news, donkeys donking and side eye shenanigans. I like the part of the podcast where I talked about over 40 dating and other relationship issues. Quark's bar dedicated to podcasts, reality TV recaps. Join me as I fuss and have a moment as I kick and stomp my way through the next iteration of my life. Join me for this rocking good time. And thank you for listening. So I am coming off a very restful Easter, and I'm not sure if Resurrection Day or Easter Day should be celebrated because the crucifixion itself is is a brutal way to die. Basically, Good Friday symbolizes when he was crucified and our Lord saved Jesus Christ passed away. Basically, he suffocated as he hung there because as you nail someone to a cross and they, as they sink lower and lower, they basically can't take a breath. Because they can't take a breath, their respiratory muscles get paralyzed and they basically suffocate to death. Then they pierced him in his side basically to hurry it up because he was lingering so much. And then he passed away for your sins and mine. And unlike what Chump said, his persecution is because he broke the law. Jesus Christ was innocent. He was persecuted by his own people because he basically foretold and told about his coming and the passion. And it was completely different than what had been foretold before. But he just didn't come in the form. He was supposed to come. And that's what was supposed to happen, but it just didn't come exactly and literally like what happened. And we got a whole bunch of people doing the same BS now, but that's neither here nor there. I am one of those type of people that I will always be a either a sipping saint or a work in progress. And this is my work in progress. As I battle my way to 200,000 downloads and on a million downloads, as I create more content, I kind of skip around, but I always start my show, which is telling people as I change the content, who I interview and getting interviews and what I'm reading, um, I'm seeing my numbers consistently be very good um, month after month. I'm uh, well over 151,000 downloads. I'm getting more new downloads uh, in Arkansas, Louisiana, New Mexico. I see y'all. And places like Bangladesh and Australia are still coming along. I'm getting very good reviews from viewers. 
on iTunes, the people that seem to be leaving the most reviews are male, but that's neither here nor there. Very informative and enjoyable, insightful and great to listen to. These uh, users seem to be all new, but I'm just happy. I want to see some repeat users basically come and leave comments. So if you have time, either you could drop me a comment in the iTunes player, uh, Podbeam, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to my podcast. I'm grateful. And if it's not too trolly, I'll actually read it on air. And for everyone that's already left a review, please tell a friend, come back and listen to me. Give me some great insight on individual episodes. I greatly appreciate it. And don't hesitate to hit like or to even subscribe and become a Patreon or a monthly subscriber. I'll actually definitely will give you a shout out on the show and you'll actually get some swag if you do. And again, as always, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. I am going to continue on with good black news. And I'm going to start with a creative. Actually, a different creative. I usually headline or concentrate this section on African-American or women of the diaspora, brown women, to hype them up because nobody else will. But I'm going to give my props to Tyler Perry. He is making inroads for the purchase or controlling shares of BET. If you guys have not been following in the news over the last several months, there has been talk of BET being prepped to go on the being sold. They've been tossing around names like Diddy. And in particular, over the past couple of weeks, Tyler Perry, who has a lot of his creative endeavors over at BET, has emerged as the front runner of gaining controlling interest. I give my major props to Tyler Perry for purchasing a former Confederate army base and turning it into his studios and naming the separate sound stages after the biggest African-American stars ever. But if he got that kind of cash, he wants to take over that network like the yin and yang. Um, Oprah over at OM, Tyler Perry over at BET. He said, why reinvent the wheel even though Oprah created her wheel? Not mad at that brother, and I never will be. So I hope he is allowed to purchase it because it seems like we're entering into an age of people want to rewrite history, leave us out, and the BETs of the world are going to be the only way and the owns are going to be the only means for us to showcase our talent. We're going to have to probably end up going on the black web because if we let um, the Fuhrer and the stupid people, conservatives of the world, they're not going to let even RuPaul's Drag Race of all things uh, be on TV. We're going to have to go underground or on the inter- interwebs before we're actually able to exist or to prove our existence or our contribution to creativity. And this brings up Florence B. Price. 
we now appear to be, according to the New York Times, we appear to be in a renaissance. She's been dead now 70 years, even though she was dissed by some of the great composers of her time. She has composed, written down hundreds works as far as music. I'm looking at her picture and I refuse to get blocked on YouTube or wherever uh, because one of her symphonies, her first symphony is now, re- it was composed and rearranged back in 2017. But y'all tripping. I don't want to get shadow blocked on the interwebs talking about Miss Florence. But I can tell this lady, she has European features, but you can tell her pressing her hair, she is black. But she is probably one of the most, at the, until now, most unknown music composers of our, of the 20th century. Comes down to, where was she born? Is it? It's one of the A's. Little Rock, Arkansas, back in the 1880s. They had to update her birth. But when you listen to her music, you see the musicality. There is a spiritual uh, hymnal undertone to it. But she gives it the classical music fair, which makes her compositions so easily. You can digest it. It's dope. Why didn't I know about her? I took music appreciation, but nobody was talking about flow. And I get why, because again, African-Americans or people across the diaspora, in particular black women, are whitewashed and bleached from the contributions, even to classical music. And you Karens and little Joes need to be ashamed of yourself. It took 70 years for us to appreciate a truly American prodigy, a truly American contribution to classical music. You waste racism allowed y'all to waste your time and people be just because she is mixed race or black. Y'all think she did not need to be celebrated. Shame on you. And y'all need to go to YouTube or just navigate to the extended podcast notes to click on the link to listen to her symphony, her first symphony, because it's amazingly dope. I want somebody to basically rearrange it or use one of her other 300 compositions and Cheryl Lee Ralph headlines. I'm just saying, who's going to do that? Who's going to hook a sister up? Because that would be an ultimately dope, amazing composition. Or if Candy Burris is listening and you need a musical, look at her. I know you are a musical genius. You got your own catalog. But look through Flo and M's catalog and get something back on Broadway and make sure everybody knows who this woman is and we can enjoy her endeavors. That is that would be my big dream. Either Tyler, Candy, uh, Oprah, somebody find out who this is and produce something on Broadway. I will either drive or take the opportunity to fly first class to see this production on Broadway.
I mean, come on. Who is not more iconic New Orleans bounce than Big Freddie? And who will make you twerk in your bed with one of your butt cheeks because your knee's too bad and you don't feel like standing up? So stop it. Really need to get a license to be able to use music. And this section of black, good black news is case in point. I'm talking about Angel Reese. Angel Reese, if you guys don't know, is one of the premier players on the female LSU basketball team that basically won their first ever NCAA championship. Yay! Good news, good news, good news. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. However, don't get it twisted. Their coach, Kim Mulkey, ain't shit. She's the same bitch that coached Brittany Griner to a championship and then gave her the side eye and refused to support her in her uh, being improperly prisoned over in Russia, even though she played for her, took that girl, young woman to the championship. And because for whatever reason, I'm not going to talk about that bitch. I'm good. But Angel Reese, they, LSU was, seemed to be an underdog. And let me dial this back. I basically, in my bonus content, talked about male uh, NCAA all the way to the final four, did the brackets, have the poster, really didn't say too much about the women's teams, but that's where all the drama was. It was wonderful. They basically beat out Iowa and Caitlin and them for the national championship. What is the issue though? Evidently, I had no idea. <laughs> Angel Reese is funny as hell, y'all. She's MF and Angel Reese. She basically can ball. I did her highlight reel in my extended podcast notes. Didn't know this lady. Oh, OMG. And did not know she started out at the University of Maryland. Another Karen fumbled the bag. While she was there, she had a foot injury, had this big time multi, uh, a very lucrative contract, hurt her foot, was thinking about not coming back. And they released her. Came down to LSU, bald like she had lost her mind. The girl had nothing to lose. She's like, what, a junior or something at LSU? And come and just gangster and dunking on these bitches. <laughs> and then the controversy was she used the same hand gesture as Yayo and them that Caitlin, the white girl from Iowa, appropriated from some black yayo gangster rapper dude and have been talking trash the whole season but when angel does it is classless and unsportsmanlike because she trash talking because she can back up her shit and she gets all the kevin samuel acolytes <laughs> 
and the bad edge no edges candace owens and the racist white boys come after her and Shaq tell everybody go sit down somewhere and cusses them to slap out and then she says <laughs> it just says uncle Shaq basically don't play about his girl yeah he doesn't but it there's not enough of us coming for this girl's rescue because african-american women across the diaspora or brown women across the diaspora nobody comes for us so i'm so happy that Shaq came for us and granted i'm johnny come lately to the picnic I'm here late, but I'm laughing at all of y'all because when everything is said and done, all of y'all stupid. All of y'all are doing the most. Caitlin girl, who've been doing the same shit all season, she didn't need to answer on this. All of y'all are dumb. Why wouldn't you why would you come out and say a sign that she was talking shit the whole season? Nobody would think that. And everybody would be okay with y'all coming hard at this young woman for doing the exact same thing and for backing up and shit talking like every other athlete has been doing across the thing. And nobody would think that y'all are trifling and racist and fascist and saying that she doing the same thing the girlfriend been doing for the same year. So boy, 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 bye. I hate all of y'all. Y'all, all of y'all are dumb. All of y'all doing the most. And just when I thought the Bidens were kind of great and doing the most, evidently Jill Biden took it upon herself to say that not only should the national championship, LSU, but the losers, Iowa, need to be invited to the, the White House. Even Forever Flotus knows that that is the dumbest shit white shit karen dumbass bullshit ever said on the planet girl bye it doesn't work that way just because you came to the game it was a good game that the honor is the champions are the only ones that get invited to the white house even forrest gump autistic ass knew that he ran for Alabama, and you mean to tell me you think both of them need to come? Who does that? I'm so tired. I'm so tired of y'all. How dumb can you be? Go back, teach your class, stop talking. That's why they had to dial all that crap back. The bottom line is, y'all came in Angel Reese off of some racist bs got called out on it you need to leave that girl alone or it's uncle Shaq and them gonna come after your stupid mfs because he worth 400 million dollars he don't care i'm not worth a tenth of that and i'm gonna come after you because you need to leave that girl alone she is a champion she gets the shit talk because i've watched the reels she can back it up and y'all need to go and sit your racist pedophile asses down because y'all stupid. Jill Biden, please go take many seats because you look real stupid at this time. I'm so glad they dialed it all the way back, but you need to stop talking because the championships don't work that way. It does not. The winners and the losers don't get that.
the it only is the honor to the people that won and that was lsu so stop it just stop fucking talking girl oh my god i'm so tired of karen's i'm just so tired of y'all but honor mad honor goes out to this young woman who thought her injury was going to be the end of her career. What I'm hopeful to see is her and Brittany Griner doing their thing in the in, in the WNBA all, against all the odds. And even though they were both coached by that racist uh, Moki, the only reason why she knows she could not go to the WNBA because she couldn't be treat any other player like she did Brittany Griner and get paid as much as she gets paid as being a college coach because I have a feeling not only are the players but I believe the coaches in the WNBA are also ain't paid shit so that's why she's staying her ass in the college realm I hope that somebody picks up her and her and Brittany can ball and just in her face um, to their ex-coach um, from Baylor and then to the LSU. I have a feeling. But, oh, she's a beautiful girl. She did her thing. She will forever be MFing Angel Reese. And I think we got the same Tierra because she's known as the Bayou Barbie. Girl, I cannot. I'm so blown away. And just so honored that I get we get I get to celebrate like everybody else that don't know this little girl as far as her accolades and dope. And she also has a, another relative that also uh, was in the NCAA finals. How dope is that? She's talented. I can't wait to see what she does next. But the rest of you racist, stupid MFers that only mad at her because you could never play her and win. You need to go take many seats because we looking at y'all like y'all crazy as hell. I took my time recording this part of the podcast, Donkeys, because I included, I had to include someone I consider an ally, but she basically is proven why I don't use that term at all. Because, and she firmly reaffirms why I consider allies only white folks that we haven't caught you doing some dumb shit. And I'm saying this about Jill Biden. I've tried to come to terms why I wanted to go high. I really did, y'all. I wanted to lean in and be respectful of an ally, but I couldn't go high forever float as Michelle Obama. Girl, you from Chicago, Southside. You know these hoes. It's really hard to trust these hoes when they keep doing hoe shit. I'm just saying. Because I cannot believe this hoe ain't this obtuse. And this obtuseness is what's going to lose us the next round of elections because they don't realize their unconscious bias because they don't realize this is not the way it should be. We got all this shit going on. We know we're supercharged. Just because you don't want to see color, you want to have women power and 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 lift up everybody, it doesn't work that way. Case in point, why I want to cuss Joe Biden out 
Let's start there. She went to the Iowa-LSU game. LSU resoundingly beat down Iowa. Number one, even the Cornfred Bread girls, Caitlin and them, even though that girl can ball, and she's also proven subsequently with her interviews on ESPN that she is not a trash human being. JB, Dr. JB, I'm going to call him, went and basically said, because national championship, now male and female, get invited to the White House and they get to hang out with the president. They did it with Trump. They've done it with President Obama and everybody. That is a honor to be able to be recognized to be national championship. Dr. JB took it upon herself to want to elevate and recognize all great things that women do. And she said not only she's looking forward to inviting LSU, evidently she basically said, well, we should invite the University of Iowa because that was a great game. And I want to do this like a valley girl because that's all I hear when I hear about her talking about this. Even though she is a PhD in English, she is a dumbass. <laughs> and it brings me back to if it was Dr. Wendy Acefo from uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, she wouldn't have been with the shit. She know what competition is. Only NCAA, only the winners are praised and invited to the White House. And also, Angel Reese wasn't with the shit. She knew exactly what was going to happen. If them cornbread Iowa girls were going to actually get one, nobody, she wouldn't have said the same shit about LSU. She wouldn't have invited them. And she would have been clueless as to why that wouldn't have been offensive. She also should have read the fucking room. That is what I don't understand. Unlike Monique, I'm not doing this as fillers because I got a whole bunch to say. And I think it's relevant to what I am so annoyed about. I know you want to live in a perfect world where color is not an issue. But you need to, one, look at your staff. Because if my press secretary let me come off the cuff and invite both teams, when I know the competition doesn't work that way. And I also would have had the press secretary know the dragging that Angel Reese is getting in the press and on social media because she did the exact same thing and was villainized for it that Caitlin and them did, even though it is obvious. And even Caitlin said Angel Reese is the better player. And men get are allowed to do the yayo all day long. No, it is not the worldwide wrestler. It is the black dude that basically said, you can't see me thing. Didn't even register with Caitlyn. Caitlyn said, I ain't see her. And she is the better player. I'm a fan of hers. And y'all basically tripping. That's what she recently said on ESPN. And it's sad y'all put that much pressure on the girl. She had to come out and basically say something about that. And in she lost, her team lost, but they got to the championship at least, the final four, and they played a great game, but Angel and them was too much for her. And I got to know what NILs were. Uh, national, um, the imaging and likeness that she, Angel, and the rest of that team get paid for probably more than the, the JB and them and everybody, even me and them, will ever get paid for. 
So with that said, why does this girl still need to be in her feelings? Because the press secretary, after she JB spoke that dumb shit, she had to roll it all. They had to roll it back, but they didn't give a really an apology. And she and that's why Angel Reese doesn't know she's going to the White House. Angel's like, I don't know if I'm going because it seems I didn't get an apology and it's just so stupid. Men are allowed to talk shit and do et cetera. There are certain games that black folks can't be around because we talk gangster shit, even card games. We can't be in mixed company, meaning mixed as in not black company because of the shit talking that basically goes on in certain games and competition but men is accepted but they called that angel reese everything but a child of god doing the exact same thing the white girl did that's one and then she didn't see the fallacy of her ways why would in a competition you still need to be conciliatory to the white girl in this racially charged atmosphere we got people like they don't want they dialing back everything in Texas and, and Florida. And now in my state, we'll get to that later. And you can't see why she would be offended for you wanting to invite this white bitch to her party. And she don't want you to invite the girl to her party. And it doesn't competition doesn't work that way. These participation awards. And it seems like I was also offended. We don't want a participation award. That's dumb as hell. We know how it works. We didn't win. She beat us resoundingly. They should go and it should be her moment. Definitely should be her moment because nobody is checking for her. And I'm like, I'm okay. And she seemed to be okay with it. She don't want to go there because who wants a conciliatory award when she didn't win? That's, that is the crux of the matter. It was all wrong on so many angles. And it's obvious that JB and them could not read the signs. Let the black team, predominantly black team, in spite of Kim Mulkey, have their moment. Let the, Give this girl all of her congratulations. She don't have to share it with anybody because you're trying to mix up causes. And this is one of the things that you don't need to mix up the cause. And support this black woman with her banging lace front and her fake eyelashes and her beat face and say this is who we it's okay to for this how she looks to represent the ncaa because she played an amazing game and she don't have to share the limelight with anybody and against all the other races it doesn't make any sense you know to basically to evaluate it what it is it's a predominantly black team in the south winning that's all y'all need to know angel was straight no chaser she's not going to accept an inauthentic because it was that was what they they just dialed back a stupid statement and my press secretary if me if i if they let me do some dumb say some dumb shit like that you immediately fire because you need to be all over social media knowing what's going on and knowing that i should have never offered the losing team same length as an all-black team. Who who would think that's cool? And why she still got a job? You got a whole bunch of mediocre motherfuckers basically still having a job, and they're not doing their job. I don't get. Un I don't understand that. That's white supremacy on so many different levels. And if the Democrats 
don't get it together and recognize that race is still a factor. We still got a whole bunch of first. We still got a whole bunch of we in recognition of how unbiased and microaggressions are still a part of our reality. If y'all choose to ignore it, people like me and every Afro dashiki wearing mf we're going to be looking at y'all like y'all crazy. And even the woke motherfuckers going to be looking at you like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense because contrary to every democratic idea, this is where it starts. And she's clueless. Y'all can't be this obtuse. Y'all can't be up in this clueless. And I've been saying this for a number of years. Y'all really? And this makes me very concerned about the next election term, because not only do we have the rise of fascism and it's not like it ever was not there. It was a, just allowed. It was undercover. But then we got things like expelling on a state level lawmakers for basically doing their job. Case in point, Tennessee, y'all making it very easy for me to want to put my house up and get the hell to Ghana. Three lawmakers. I'm not even going to mention a white girl because one person had some sense and kept her in. The two black dudes, the two Justins, both of them were expelled. And I found out that the one that, that has not been reinstated, Pearson, has a story. He's like on the level of some Martin Luther King, but I don't know if Martin Luther King would have had the gall to roll up in a state legislature with a dashiki and a Michael Jackson afro and say, I know y'all, and which cracks me up, they wanted to instate a dress code because he was just too black for them. That is funny as hell to me. He basically took the place of a 93-year-old predecessor that died of natural causes, I believe, like last year. Special election got reelected to the 86, I believe, jurisdiction. They were him and hauling because they didn't want to reinstate him because they knew he was going to be a troublemaker. How you going to show up? <laughs> That's why I know if there's people like Justin Pearson basically representing the next generation, I'm all I'm here for it because he's going to be a rabble rouser. And he's known for getting a Confederate KKK person, um, the statue thrown out of the rotunda at the state house i had no idea but that's why we have he is on lock and the fight to get him reinstated it needs to happen and he needs to get reinstated because this is the type of blood we need in the legislature to get shit done for the people because what y'all are doing now y'all are basically saying calling him trash um not indecorous an insurrectionist. Okay, so for the people that rushed and pissed on Nancy Pelosi's desk, oh, they were there as tourists. But when you basically protest because you need gun control laws, now you an insurrectionist? Okay, son. Oh, okay. We see you for what you are. This, it basically is like something out of the 1950s. Basically stopped at the state, the Tennessee state legislature, the House floor, because you're not allowed to do your job. You're not allowed to protest and get laws in place to protect the people because you are more enticed with all the money because all the gun manufacturers can come to the South because there ain't no gun control laws 
and everybody's strapped, but you can't protect the kids. Y'all basically like fuck the kids, fuck women. And, and then, but everybody's okay with it. We can't even debate it. So that's how fascism has been here. As long as everybody walked the line, everybody that looks like you and Gardenshire and them, it's okay if you're white and you're male, basically get the laws that are meaningful to you and screw everybody else that don't look like you. That's why it was so easy for y'all to vote out the two black dudes and only one person had the balls to keep the white girl in place because people protect white women, evidently not black men too much. Y'all are too much of a problem. And we're going to basically try to embarrass you, but only shining the light on how everything that you're doing in the legislature is against democracy and y'all are okay for the sad conservative fascist status quo because that's what you want you have your own little fiefdom nobody can tell the volunteer state individual state what to do and y'all would be willing to bet and go against the federalities and they gonna come in and if y'all and everything y'all don't get you go up against something that's against a federal law. Y'all really willing to risk that and get kicked out because y'all are basically negating democracy. You're going against democracy. You're going against uh, federal law. 96% conviction rate. You really want to go up against them bitches? Great. Try that. I, I, I'm going to need to see all of that. But I may be watching it over VPN from my house in South Africa or Ghana because y'all some dumb y'all doing some dumb shit now and is is it concerning yes but what I do like is that even in spite of all this drama I still have choices I still have the ability to decide you know I really don't want to do this bullshit because the Justin Pearsons of the world make me reflect on what do I have to have peace in my life and also want to make me to affirm. I'm aware that every new challenge is a unique opportunity. I'm going to try to navigate this nonsense as an opportunity for not only to create great content, but also figure out how I'm going to get my bag to get the hell out if I need to. What is my escape route? Because that's a distinct possibility. But and know that I have people like Justin Pearson and Justin Wilson standing in the gap willing to fight the good fight. But I'm also willing to support them with my word to be encouraging. They, a lot of what goes on around people like them want me, me to saran wrap them and bubble wrap them. But also there are so many people willing to fight the good fight so I can be able to create the content that still encourages, still supports and still makes me uniquely who I am. I'm Tennessee Fro. And that's all I got to say about that. And I'm grateful that people allow me to be me. And am I concerned that I will be shadow banned? Yes. Am I concerned that somebody may or may not knock on my door? Maybe. But at least until then, I get to talk shit all day long. So, and what are your thoughts on what's going on in the Tennessee legislature and as far as uh, the reaction to the Angel Reese's and JB, Dr. JB's comments on the game and inviting both teams to the White House? Why it's so egregious or why not it's so egregious? Drop your comments in the comment boxes wherever you listen to this podcast 
or shoot me an email at tenfrowasreading at gmail.com. If it's comments not to trolly, I may actually read it on air. Thanks. The Final Frontier. The stories came, contained within this content are the after 5 p.m. and before 8 p.m. escapades of the middle-aged space nerd with the fro. Continuing to talk about things that only interest me for bonus content. I will talk about space news, pop culture in space, and shop talk, ramen, and break down the latest episode of Star Trek, whatever is coming out from the latest franchise. And also whatever is popping in my head. If you're up for this journey, just know that this is a metered, shade-laced opinion. If you don't agree, don't subscribe, but I hope you will. And thanks for the support. That is Discovery. Um, basically, this is Viodance's uh, interpretation of the theme music from most of the Star Trek series, and that's the one from Discovery. And this is a shameless plug for my bonus content, as it is, Ten Froze Bar, um, where I talk about all things space. I take deeper dives into Picard, um, and I also talk about uh, Shop Talk. I take a deeper dive, because I haven't figured out the brackets yet, and what's the movement that's going on pre-NFL draft. And I hope you will enjoy me as, and try to do it soon because the episodes will go behind the paywall when the new episodes um, load. And I thank you for listening. The Shade Bunch, The Shade Bunch. I hope turning up for checks to pay for fake lifestyles were to be a part of the shady bunch. Train like this to be image of oh, I'm the biggest sign, the best sign. Smart girl. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> that sums up the whole SWV escape experience and i'm so here for it it's full of mess it's full of drama and again i am so here for it if i had to describe what this week in reality tv has been it can be summed up as i watched the ultimate girls trip and jizzy spaz out about a bottle of expensive tequila. What makes that particular, that Casa Azul tequila is actually the bottle itself. I think it's a work of art. 
it's like pottery and it's topped with the bell. It's just beautiful. Um, the tequila inside, but it's the bottle that you that I paid for, I think. Um, they're over in Thailand wilding out and I, you could see the tension it was building between Candience and Jizzy. And it stems from the last fake season of Real Housewives of Potomac, where they propagated this fictitious story involving Chris Bassett. And they leaned into him and it was, I think he may actually have enough for defamation if but I'm, he's over it. She's not. And it's just not that crucial. But why would they and why would the producers allow them to elevate a story to that level when they actually had a factual story about infidelity, uh, inappropriate relationship or the appearance of such allegedly between Juan Dixon and his uh, Internet uh, relationship or non-relationship they had a real story but yet they followed through on this bs with uh between chris and it's obvious that candy candidates was candidates was actually going to be on this trip with giselle in a foreign country why would you subject yourself to that you know what i mean and it wasn't coming from a good place. They always preface a statement when they just want to dig for the tea with, I'm concerned. No, you're not. You're just trying to get the tea, girl. And Giselle is has some sociopathic tendencies. And as I read, continue to read her book, and if her husband put her through that, and if her father, although he was great on camera, treated her mother like that where she had to basically almost disassociate herself to be able to do and say some of the shit that she does on these shows and maybe her making a big deal about a bottle of tequila is the most we're going to get because if we are truly let in which I think is more provocative and I could get with that then she feels that she may fall apart, which in itself is kind of sad. But her overreacting to this bottle of tequila is something else. You know, something else is going on in her life where she's focusing on this bottle of tequila because she's going to have to divert her feelings from hurting Candace. It's going to hurt her feelings because maybe her daughter going to forget she daughter got into fan, but she's going to be going away. She's going to be all the way in Florida. It hurts her feelings that her twin daughters are probably getting ready to fly the coop too. So she can focus on these minuscule things because something else is going on, but we're never going to know about it because she's not going to let people in because the last time she let somebody in and get that close to her, it exposed a weakness in her. And she almost sounds like she probably fell apart and it took her so long to build up to where she is now. I don't think she's worth letting people in, but reality TV requires 
a bit of drama and a bit of intrigue, um, but it does not support people that truly fall apart because people that truly fall apart at the seams um, basically implode their livelihood. She's trying to find some perfect balance. She's not going to go up and smoke like Monique Samuels who I thoroughly enjoyed on the program before she left there. Then she went to Love and Marriage DC and she basically was on um, the, what's his name? Uh, Carlos King show um, talking about what led her to basically tell Bravo to kick rocks. And she would not come back for something like this because it sounds like it almost destroyed her because she wasn't, allowed and she could not control the narrative the way production wanted her to control the narrative she never got the balance and i believe it put them off she did and i don't think giselle has that much um control over it because when they did give her free rent i'm hopeful that they learn from the poor numbers and the backlash of this last season letting ashley and jizzy control the narrative from a production standpoint is going to maybe cost you ratings and cost you fans because that, all that crap was contrived. Who would want to do that? Who would allow and who would ethically, how could you destroy someone knowing it's a lie and be okay with that? Only sociopaths can basically say, well, it doesn't matter because as long as I don't get caught, I'm cool, but I'll say and do everything to keep the storyline tight and off of me. But if we're going to have some unreality reality in this unreality TV, you got to basically tell some semblance of the truth. You just can't out and out lie and defame people and expect to get away with it. They're lucky um, Chris Bassett didn't sue them because I think he probably had enough for defamation. If he could show that his loss of business and favor within his own family and stress that caused him to lose business, I bet he would have a suit in this capitalist United States. So they need to watch their back and make sure that what they're doing and playing up to the cameras, is it worthy? So is the shade worth you losing your soul? I don't think so. And that brings me back to the top of the show with uh, <laughs> Candy Burris basically mentioning how all of the fans felt with SWV and Escape's six-part uh, docu-series. I think if the entire, each episode had truly ended with some type of uh, performance by either SWV or Escape, I would have been happy because I really, it made me happy and I got my bop on. I was actually watching it while I was in the doctor's office and they came in because I was swaying and singing off key to their music. And it, the music itself made me happy. All that tension and backbiting that was going on behind the scenes for dramatic points, they could have kept that for real. I, if they had just focused on how they got to that show in Ontario, because I thought it looked like the clips that I saw looked like it was dope. I didn't need Latasha Scott coming in uh, like she's Diana Ross or somebody in her broke ass. Nobody is trying. To, and, and you have a gospel album out. Who's going to listen to that? Because they're going to see your hollowness through your music. That's the whole point of gospel music. 
in all most types of music, it should elevate you because the people are singing from their soul. But what you're doing on, on in the dark is proving that you are soulless. So I'm not going to be able to listen to that with an uh, without a biased eye because we know how you did dirt with your husband. <laughs> it was still in hands, <laughs> like your sister said, and how it seems that you guys are not going to be in a place because if I've if you are and your mama are expecting Tamika Scott to kowtow do whatever you say when she has her own freaking mind and she's almost and she's in her 40s too who nobody you can't have that such an unequally yoked relationship I don't care if it's family or not family should not tolerate you talking crazy to them stealing your money and trying and for you to pump them up because they're older than you that's like the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life nobody's going to tolerate that she had to move on tamika sounds like she has to move on to her own kids her own extended family and the group however the business aspect, it doesn't look like that because they're not going to be able to resolve their personal business, that they're going to be able to be in a business business just with the group. So there it looks from what's going on, on, I think, on a legal side, they're dissolving the LLC that basically was the four of them name to come out with SW um, Escape 3 because they had to kick Latasha stealing hand and her husband influence her stealing hands out of the group so there will be no miscommunication and because there's some that they probably meaning Latasha Scott and her husband were skimming from the top they may actually owe the group some catch and that's what Candy Burris is actually coming after because you're not going to mess with her bag 30 grand plus interest is a whole hell of a lot of money and I don't think she got it. She was perpetrating a fraud, being in the Airbnb, the per, her glam team, her personal chef. But it was all smoke and mirrors. She ain't got it like that. The only persons that may have it kind of like that was Tiny. I'm not sure if she still got it like that because her and T.I. have had some issues. But Tiny is a very talented songwriter and I'm sure she got her back in publishing on lock and the same thing with Candy and all of her and Todd's side hustles so it's like I know people used to say fake it till you make it and probably there's a lot of animosity and jealousy with truly Candy Burris is in Tiny's lives but this girl is going left real quick and I don't think she has the income to back it up. So we're going to probably hear more about her story and and her demise when a lot of unclaimed income, because when the I, R, and the S come after you, it'll make a true believer out of you, especially if none of that money was actually claimed. And But there is some evidence that she had they had some unclaimed income you best believe the irs is going to come after her ass just saying and that's it for this episode of 10 fro is reading you know i talked cash ish all last year i hope the listening audience will continue to enjoy my opinion and not so subtle shade. I mean, I'm 2,000 listeners per episode in, so go run, tell that haters. I may take it on the road 
if I get hint hint sponsorship, navigate to dalesangelsinc.blog for swag and extended podcast notes. Don't forget to hit like or leave a five star review. It gets me on top of the algorithms and it may just get you on my show. 2023's motto is boss up and get the bag. And as always, tell a friend and thank you for listening.